Welcome to Shooting for the Stars, a podcast series brought to you by Southern Cross Business Advisors, helping our clients identify and achieve their life goals. Ah, yes, it's always a pleasure to have your company wherever you are getting your podcast fixed, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, the Podcast Index, RSS.com, or any other platform that you can find. Shooting for the Stars, brought to you by the good folk at Southern Cross Business Advisors. Don't forget to also subscribe. That way you are always up to date with our latest episode drops. It's Louis Bulzami back with you and back in the studio as well because I have a very special guest with me. It's always an honour to have him sitting across the studio desk from me, the uh, senior business tax and everything else specialist from Melbourne, who's come to Mildura to uh, pay a nice little visit to us, as he does once a month in the heat middle. Welcome Hi. Here. Yeah, thanks, Louis. It's great to be back up again. Ah, certainly great to have you here, as always. How have things been? Things have been exceptionally busy. Uh, it hasn't really stopped. It doesn't feel like it's the middle of August, but it is the middle of August. And, uh, yeah, another tax season rolls around. There's always, uh, there's always something other going on. So, busy, busy. Indeed, and, and a lot seems to feel like it's come a lot earlier this year than normal. Like The banks are certainly screaming out a lot earlier than what they normally do when it comes to their reviews, which uh, we, we usually think, oh, yeah, July and early August, we sort of take a, a little bit of a break from uh, the hustle and bustle, especially of tax planning in May and June, but not the case this year. No, I think, um, I think it's just an interesting time generally, isn't it? I mean, the banks are obviously chasing. Um, clients are a bit more aware. Uh, I think clients are probably wanting to get... Um, their compliance out of the way so that us advisors can focus on some of the more value-adding advisory-based work, which uh, can sometimes get pushed to the back of the line and, and to bring that forward. So uh, I think it's good. I think it gives us an opportunity and impetus to get ahead of the curve, so to, so to speak. And, and like I said, gives us time and capacity to, to get onto some of that real value-add and, and an advisory-based work. Absolutely. Get that compliance knocked on the head early on. And, at least, and, and another bonus to that is... Everything's nice and up to date for the client That's too. Right. It's not uh, having to wait on until they get close to those lodgement dates in March, April. It's less May. stressful for us as well. Absolutely. So a win for everyone all around, even if it is quite uh, taxing, no pun intended, as far as uh, the workload goes early on. But hey, we're professionals, mate. We can handle it. That's it. We can. Exactly. And, uh, and speaking of handling it, here's one way you can handle a tax loss in a company being able to claim it by passing one of two tests. And that's what we're going to be discussing today in this episode of Shooting for the Stars. The two tests are the continuity of ownership test and the same, well, used to be called the same business test, now called the similar business test as from the 1st of July 2015. Now, if you're listening to me saying that, you're going, what the hell am I talking about? Well, this is why I've gotten a hit with me because he will be able to explain it far better than I can. Yeah, it's a... It's an interesting and probably lesser known concept um, that the, the, the idea of company losses uh, has not been uh, discussed or, or as well known as probably what it should be. But uh, most clients will probably associate, well, you know, let's say, for example, uh, in, in the 2021 financial year, there may have been a loss of $100,000 and uh, there's been a profit in the 2022 financial year. So naturally, clients will, will say, well, we just offset the two. Um, and, and, and nine times out of 10, that probably does happen and there's nothing wrong with that. But if we scratch the surface a little bit more and, and, and actually apply the rules, as you said, Louis, the continuity, continuity of ownership and the similar business tests, uh, there's a little bit more work involved. So 
I don't want to get into too much technicality and too much jargon because it is really a, a highly specialised and highly complex area of the tax law. But I'll walk you through in summary what each of the tests mean. So first things first, continuity of ownership. Uh, in that very crude example that I gave where company may have incurred a loss in the 2021 income year and is profitable in, say, the 2022 income year, um, the first test you need to apply is the continuity of ownership test. And that basically says and tests, well, in the 2022 income year or in the year that you wish to claim that loss, has there been a more than 50% change of shareholding? So nine times out of 10, uh, there would not have been, but there may have been instances where, for instance, uh, new capital was introduced, new shareholders were introduced, uh, things of that sort that may dilute an existing shareholder's percentage. So assuming that uh, the shareholding of that company has not changed by more than 50% in the year that you claim the loss, uh, you pass that test. So tick, you can offset the two, happy days, off you go. In the event that you fail that test, the tax office then say, well, you need to consider the similar business test. And the similar business test is an extremely onerous and, and designed in a way where you almost will fail it. There's, there's very little circumstance in which you'll pass it. The similar business test in summary is whether, whether the tax office will assess, well, in the year that you incurred the loss compared to the year that you are wishing to uh, recoup that loss, is the business the same or similar? I should be careful with what I say here. Similar. So if in the year that you've incurred the loss, you're selling shoes, but in the year that you choose to recoup that loss, you're selling shoes but something else or you're selling widgets and something else and you've expanded, say, your product offering or your stock offering, then it may be possible that the tax office will have deemed that you are not carrying on a similar business in the year that you incurred the loss, which might seem very harsh, and it probably is very harsh, but if you think about it carefully, uh, the tax office really are looking to clamp down on the ability for taxpayers to, to recoup losses and ultimately pay less tax. That is the end goal. Absolutely. And, and it reminds me as well of the sole trader and partnership non-commercial business losses where the tax office asked the question in the tax return, how many business activities are you doing? Mm. Pretty sure it's the same case with, with companies as well. Yes. And then when you have an overall loss in a sole trader or partnership situation, you go then to the next item, which talks about the, the loss and whether it's deferred or not based on the tests in that particular scenario, which we won't go into too detail today. It does ask you, okay, which business activity does that loss relate to? Yes. So you would have to then split up the loss accordingly if it's an overall loss across the board or say, okay, this one made so much, that one made nothing at all and actually made a big loss and then look at those tests accordingly. And in that case, you may have to defer the loss even though you've got an overall loss and you've turned over enough money, that's one of the tests, mm. assessable income, you would actually not be able to use a loss because the particular business activity it related to didn't turn over enough money. Yeah, and, and, and this topic is really quite relevant at the moment, especially for some of our primary producer clients who this year in particular, or in 2022, I should say, uh, may not have been able to pick as much fruit or as harvest as much produce as they would have liked for, for a variety of reasons, you know, weather, staffing issues, et cetera. So they've unfortunately generated a loss in their, in, uh, in their company. And, and it's up to us as advisors and accountants to um, correctly apply the rules so that um, you don't have a instance where the tax office may ask you in 12 months time, well, Louis, you can see you've applied 
or you've recouped, recouped a significant amount of losses here. We just want to make sure that you've applied the rules and, and find out that you haven't done it correctly. So um, it is it is highly topical at the moment. It is it is relevant. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, a, it's just a case of being aware um, of what the rules are. Yeah, and it's one that's uh, obviously going to continue on with the debate between us as tax professionals, other governing bodies, uh, professional membership bodies like CPA Australia who would continuously advise or banter with the tax office to say, hey, you know, can, is there any way we can really uh, mm. make these a bit more lenient for clients and, and businesses in the sense that they haven't really deviated too far away from their core business, but yet you're going to knock them on the head because, oh, they're selling that extra line of product even though it's only a small amount, like in your case, widgets compared to shoes. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and like I said, it, it might be harsh because it's, it can be seen to be a bit counterintuitive where in a year that you may have generated a loss, you may choose to... Uh, develop or grow your business or, or develop your product line so that you have other sources of revenue so that you aren't uh, in a lost position, say, in the following year. So it can be a bit counterintuitive where you're trying to do your best to get into a profitable situation, but you're being penalised on the other hand because if you happen to fall in similar business territory, you might end up failing that test. Yeah, so uh, – and this is just for opinion's sake, Nahid. Do you reckon that there would be any scope to apply the similar rules to – what we have in the sole trader and partnership, not the full-on loss rules, more so about the number of business activities to a company, or do you think that's just going to become too complex? Oh, look, I think I think it is probably going to become too complex. Um, I think the rules around companies are quite prescriptive. They're quite black and white. Um, you know, the rules around sole traders and partnerships probably aren't as well-versed and, and as well-investigated, uh, if, I, if I can use that word. Yep. Um, it's not as, as much in the focus as as it is with company losses. Now, that's fair enough. Well, companies are a distinct person for mm. tax purposes in that regard, and they have got a whole heap of different legalities around them, which make them vastly different from your simple individual sole trader or a partnership who just you know grab an ABN and away you go and, sure. uh, and do whatever sure. you want with it. So that's understandable. So that's probably why they have that in place. So, right, well, that they're trying to encourage, I guess, more corporations to be created. In my, this is just my opinion now. So, right, you've got one business for one company, ABN, one lot of ASIC fees, whatever. If you want to start to de- develop something else, maybe create another company. Sure. Yeah, and and one thing we haven't spoken about, and again, it's not for today's episode, but it's something that I would be encouraging those who are listening today to, to speak with their advisor is the loss carryback and, yes. and the opportunity there to recoup some of those losses and potentially generate a tax refund. Um, I'll, li- I'll leave it there. I'll leave it I'll leave it for you to, to contact your advisor about, about what that is and how that works. Because that is again a very separate uh, topic and and can be interpreted uh, in different ways depending on client circumstances. But yeah, look, as far as company losses go, it's pretty black and white. If you, if you pass the continuity of ownership test or COT for short, tick happy days, apply loss and recoup your loss against profit. If you don't, um, then you uh, are forced to go to a similar business uh, test route, which, like I said, can be a little bit difficult to pass. So consult your advisor. Be comfortable that, you're, that you that you will meet the first test. Um, and if you feel like you're going to fall in the second test, then there are opportunities and avenues there to ensure that you do pass that second test. Um, one such option might be to consider priving, uh, applying for a private ruling. Um, nonetheless, consult with your advisor. Absolutely. And of course, if you are a client of ours already, you can contact us on 03 or come and see us at 234 Deakin Avenue, Mildura, if you are in the Mildura and surrounding Sunraysia areas. 
So, Nahit, just before we wrap up, back to the continuity of ownership test just quickly. So, that works both ways, doesn't it? So, it's not just if shareholders sell out mm. and then that brings the number of shareholders down or the shareholding percentage changes over 50%, but also if new ones come in as well. So, if there's existing shareholders are still there, but they bring another one or two yeah, on board absolutely. and that changes the 50%. Yeah, holding that also the, the, the litmus test ultimately is, is is an ultimate change of fifty percent or more, whether that's through an exit event or an introductory event of new shareholders. If it's fifty percent or more, you have a problem. Yep, and if you're a sole shareholder, it's a bigger problem. Even bigger problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you got, if you're a sole shareholder, then uh, it's probably a different conversation around structuring. Absolutely, and even a different conversation about the timing of making that decision for that sole shareholder as well. Nahit, it's always a pleasure to have you on, and we're forever grateful that you are able to make the trip up when you can to come in and see us in person. So uh, thank you very much for your time. Thanks a lot, and uh, happy listening. Yes, and uh, we're hoping to have Nahit on again in the future when he's next up in Mildura. If I can sneak down to Melbourne, maybe, if I get the permission to get down there. Go and see him in his natural habitat and have a chat with him. Or if it doesn't work out, there's always the opportunity to just jump on the blower Absolutely. and have a great conversation. So anyway, thank you very much for your company once again. And as always, don't forget to subscribe to our Shooting for the Stars podcast wherever you get your podcast fix those platforms again. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podcast Index, and RSS.com or anywhere else we may seem to have our podcast next time, as always, our clients all have life goals. We're here to help them identify and achieve them. Goodbye.